Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight to recap a 2-1 loss against the Galaxy in front of a record-setting crowd in the Rose Bowl is Josh Cotto. Josh, how you doing? Um, happy 4th of July to everyone out there except for Carson fans and MLS because, again... And anybody from England. Yeah. First of all, that that's not a full... I don't think that was a full 80, that, a full sellout. There's like a whole <laughs> row in like the front... How, like, dare, how dare you accuse MLS of fudging the numbers, Josh? It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can sell it out, but don't overemphasize it if you can see, if you can clearly see empty seats. Oh, it's I mean, like, there were people. There were people giving away tickets today. Well, I mean, on, did you see uh, Rich's post from today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, the seat fillers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ultimately, I think we're 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 back at where we're. I think we're back having the same conversation that we've needed to or have been having for the last two months or so. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'm not sure this game told me anything different that we didn't already know. Right. And, and again, it's kind of an, and that's why, again, I guess we have tomorrow to look forward to, right. July 5 is the, the day of the window opens technically. And so mm. whether that means Sifu's on his way, way, way out and, you know, or someone's on their way in, um, I'm not sure other than, you know, getting, you know, we need, maybe, maybe my company needs to send, uh, Max some, some of our biologics products or something like that to make sure that bone heals up properly because, you know, mm. other than that, other than like just actually getting healthy, I don't know how much, how much more they could do that would change it dramatically right like i think you know like i just don't i just don't see a move that the coaching staff can pull that really changes the results in a meaningful way with our current roster yeah i mean i guess if you if you're talking about like a strategic change to i, I mean i guess I, I can't i can't really say like if you put this guy, this one guy here, it'll fix it all. I do think that there are some bigger issues. And I, I do think at this point, you and I have been uh, hesitant to really draw any kind of conclusions. But I feel like we've seen enough games in the last month and a half to to, to rubber stamp some of these. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we've been happy and, and justified to like, hey, there, there are a lot of games that all that still stands, right? They've played a ton of games. They're tired. They're injured. But there are some things that we've pointed out along the way that were were warning, were like warning signs or or hazardous, right? And first and foremost, it's it's the fullback situation. We talked about this all last year. You, you our listeners probably don't even want to hear this anymore. But playing the swing fullback uh, game clearly was a problem tonight because Palencia's out, right? Injured for a long time. Palacios is out, sitting out, sitting out of suspension. Whoever is your emergency right back is not available, right? Because 
apparently Maldonado was, was the guy and he's playing center back because Aaron Long, for whatever reason, is on the Gold Cup roster. Um, and Murillo's out and Segura's still MIA. Um, so you have Hollingshead back on the left and Eric Duenas on, on the right. Now, we've hyped Eric Duenas a lot on this show and I still think rightfully so. The kid shows immense quality in the middle and final third. But tonight, as a defender, it was really, really poor. Now, he's a kid. He's 18. So we don't, like, we can't expect it to be perfect, especially when he's drawing guys like Douglas Costa and Ricky Pooch, right? Because that's that's not the level that he is. And that's okay. He's a kid. He came through the academy. Or especially at, at right back, right? Like, and that's what I'm saying. The, he, it's not his position. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a reason why he, he was moved into the midfield, right? We can mm-hmm. see the quality that he has there, even though he did start out as a right back, you know, when he first was signed to the team, um, you know, but ultimately when you, I feel like when you, when you really start to break it down, right. It's like, it's, I just don't know. Like I get, I think Michele Giannone was right when he rightfully pointed out that the depth the depth was more suspect than people were willing yeah. to admit yeah. because we were playing so well. Now, I think when you look at the grand scheme of things, I think some of these pieces have have some of the pieces that I think need that we think we thought we needed at the time. I think are still there. It just needs the trigger needs to be pulled to make those things like permanent, right? Like I don't want to see Bogush in the, at the forward line anymore, right? Yeah. Like, he yeah. is an, a great midfield option, mm-hmm. right? And if you're mm-hmm. going to tell me that if that if we're going to play Acosta, Ilié, and one of either Bogush or Tillman, depending on who has the hot hand, I am perfectly happy there, right? And then yeah, or or even Acosta at the six, right? And Tillman yeah. and Bogush, or if Sifu's sticking around and Sifu's there too, right? Like. Give me, give me whatever combination, like just mm-hmm. throw Bogut right into the, right into the rotation. That's fine with me. You know, because I think that solved a lot of problems. Obviously, like I think the there does need to be some depth behind Ilya because I think the the amount of games are starting to take its to- its toll, especially defensively, on Ilya. Like he's always going to be quality when he's on the ball, right? But his ability to now disrupt the opposing team's flow as a single pivot is not, Mm. it's not there. Right. So I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, like you look at is a formation change really going to change, change it dramatically. Right. Like we've always talked about formations are just basically a starting point, right? What's ultimately the shape that we want to see the team play out of. It's definitely not a three, five, two. Yeah, and I mean they 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 mostly or play out of three, a three, two, five, three, three, two, three, two, five. This is what they mostly play out of, even though even though it's a four three three starting shape, right? Is they have one of the fullbacks tuck inside as an outside center back. They have essentially a double pivot through the middle, win in possession, and then uh, five players forward, and that they, they it's it's as if they don't even attempt to play through the mid to the, through the middle at all. Right. It's all on the wing. There's never, there's never 
much of an attempt to switch through the midfield or even over the top, really. Uh, it's all get the feet to the winger and we'll combine really close to right around here, right, right, right around the top of the 18 and we'll see what happens. But there's the, and this is, we could get into a big long conversation about, uh, positional play versus relationism and all the, like the relationism is like the new, the new thing coming out of Brazil, but there's no defined patterns of play in the final third. And I'm I don't, not, I don't think has there been though? Right. Cause I think if we were to go back and look at Dolo's tenure, right. Half the reason why we felt like he was actually a good fit for this team was because he did, he wasn't as heavy handed yeah, as, yeah. as Bob would, would be right in that so sense. I should probably revise that a little bit. I, like, I don't, I don't want them to be like ball goes to, the left winger, Bowanga, and then it comes inside of the attacking mid, and then to the fullback, and then here and here and here. Like, I don't want it to be a pers- I don't want it to be prescriptive. I want to see some sort of recognizable pattern that they use. Um, again, going back to relationism, they'll, they'll, they they call them like uh, I don't I don't know what the Portuguese term is, but it's it's eventually it's essentially a ladder, right? They call it in Spanish it would be escalera, right? Where they they will line up two, three, four runners off the ball, almost like, almost like rugby in a certain way, right? Where a ball goes once, then twice, and then three times. It's kind of like a third man concept too, but they build these ladders, right? And it's not so much in relationism, uh, your position on the field, it's more where you are in relation to your teammate, right? And so you just build these ladders all over the field. And I don't, I don't see, again, this is not what LAFC does. This is just an example. I don't see any of that. I don't see, hey, let's get the ball. Let's advance the ball to Bowanga quickly. And let's send Bogic over there. I realize he didn't play a whole lot. And go 2v1 with them. And then let's flood it with Hollingshead. And we'll go three on two if we have to, right? I just don't see any of that. I'd still get the ball to Bowanga, see what happens. And Opoku's just kind of hanging around. Not a whole lot of movement in the box if he's playing the nine. I thought he was effective on the right wing, gave them, gave Galaxy a ton of fits in the second half once we finally started playing to his side and just let him attack a bit. Um, but, you know, Carlos Vela is, is, is hanging out behind all the pressure and he can drop dimes from like a withdrawn right winger position. And part of me is just like, dude, just lean into that. Yeah. Just lean into it. Go, go 4-4-2 if you have to. I don't. I don't know who else plays striker with Boanga. I. I honestly have zero idea, unless you were to go like four four one one, with Bogic underneath Boanga. But then that Boanga so far from the ball, he's never going to get any touches. So I. I. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the tactical change would be because, I don't know how you make all this personnel fit together neatly. I really don't. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like, I think. Obviously, I think the biggest, the glaring need that we've had, right, is that hole at a number nine, at the number yeah. nine, right? And, yeah. and again, we can get into the semantics of trying to figure out what that really means and what it looks like and what the profile is and all these different things. But ultimately, you, you know, you, you need a guy that's going to combine, that's going to make life easier on Buanga. Yeah. Right. Because as, as per current, 
whatever you know, Bwanga is basically just looking at you know one on three at the moment, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's you know when he gets at that ball out wide, he's having to either put a ball between a, you know he's having the meg guys, he's having to resort to having to do everything to yeah. even get a, a look versus right what when you look at some of the best you know when when you have these strikers slash wingers right so that that have been like more pop it's a, what had been popularized by the david vias of the world right probably mm-hmm. around that time like you went from having that singular striker that was the focal point of your offense to some of these teams where you're the majority of your scoring was coming off the wing right ronaldo sala right as opposed to like a focal point number nine. The one thing that those, the other two forwards have to do in relation to them is they have to move. Really. They have to be, they have to, they have to move with the intent to score. Right. And it has to move in concert. That's the other thing too. It's like, like that movement has to be like, not like you're saying, like not necessarily rehearsed, but it has to be in sync. Right, like yeah. it has to make sense. It has to be a pattern. It has to be something that 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 pulls a defender in a specific way, as opposed to right now, what you're starting to see is a three-two-five, right, with the wingers pushed up high and the three into the box, and just lumping crosses in, praying for yeah. Yeah. something. Right. I mean, th- this team, dude, they just struggle so much to score goals. They get a goal tonight, and uh, it's off a good set piece, something we saw LAFC rely on a lot last year as they won a title. So it's something that you uh, want to see them do. It's not I, I don't want to write off goals, but it's not like they're scoring from open play, right? Um, they've been shut, they were shut out in up until tonight. I think it was five of their last eight is what I tweeted out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if still it uh, what is that that's a ton of games that they're being shut out and it's so five out of their last nine right um just frustrating man that they can't seem to produce goals uh and that the only way that they attempt to score them is throwing it at Bawanga and again back to the incredibles do something amazing that's yeah. that's the extent of the well, offense. But when Buanga gets like say Buanga is able to pick up the ball on that left hand side, what is the movement around him that makes that draws that gives him a lane as per current? <laughs> Nothing, because the ball the ball gets there so like they get the ball and they send it his way, so he's by right. himself, right? So I mean, to your point, like there is no movement because yeah. nobody's even in the neighborhood. Now compare that to like let's go back to a team historically that's played let's played a similar style to LAFC, right? In terms of it's not possession, right? It's more of a, a counter a counter attacking offense, right? That mm-hmm. being like the Madrid, you know, the Madrid the Zidane Madrid teams, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, this the furthest other end of the spectrum in terms of quality that you're yeah, going to yeah, see, right? right. Now. What opens up Ronaldo on that left wing? I mean, you have Kareem Benzema in the middle, doing making right. what what what's the run he makes, and then what's the run that East I mean, I, it, the, outside, I don't think right? there's just one. I think there's a, it's it's being able to interpret the space around there, right, and moving wherever you have to to pull to pull guys out of the way, right? 
Mm -hmm. That might be dropping back so that a center back follows you and somebody else can run through. It might be running to the back shoulder towards the back post, right? It could be, it could be over like making a hard overlapping run and going out on the wing just depends on the space and the, and the situation. But now the key, the key word there, right? Is that there, there was some kind of movement from the striker yeah, yeah, and, or, you know, or, or there wasn't, you know, an intent to do something with it. And I I think that's where the issue that we're running into is that you just, there isn't an, there isn't movement with intent from LAFC off the ball. Yeah. Right. Um, not because, from the again, center, anyways. Yeah, I mean, Vela yeah. Vela will cut underneath inside, right? He'll tuck in, and you know, and try to and find a spot there, right? And then usually that means that that right back's going to overlap on the on the wing, yeah. right? To give an Generous example of this, I, once Ordaz came in, Ordaz actually does this. Uh, I I don't I don't remember what minute it was. I don't even remember what the result of the play was. I just remember thinking, oh, there goes there goes Ordaz, right? Uh, Boanga's got the ball kind of at the top of the 18 and all of a sudden Ordaz comes running like flashing across the screen right in front of him out to the left wing and I just I, I saw him run by and I thought to myself oh there goes somebody like trying to create an overload on that side trying to drag some guys out of position and open up space for Boanga to drive into the space that he's vacating or for somebody to follow into that space and to allow Boanga to play him um but yeah, that's like you said, like any movement will do. <laughs> Just yeah, somebody move somewhere. Right. Versus Mahala when he's in there, right? It's a, it's a vertical move. That's yeah. his run. Yeah, it's strictly vertical, or he's standing around. When you have your eights, it tends to be strictly vertical, mm-hmm. right? But I think a part of it is that, like I said, when you, Vela is and then Vela is a bit stagnant when he's at that false nine as well because he wants the ball at feet and then expects the, everyone else to make the run off of him, right? So he does a good do- drop dropping in. This, But the part about the false nine that makes you most dangerous is like you drop in and the second that next move is there, then there's a counter, right? Right. But right. you don't have the second move from Carlos, right? It's just really the initial move. Like he makes the mm-hmm. right move to drop in the space, but not a second one like you're saying to run, to make the run up to the, uh, you know, into the space, you know, to interpret the space. Yeah. You open the space, then you got to go take it with somebody. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be Carlos, but somebody's got to go. Or Carlos goes back in, right? Or Bawanga is on the ball and finds that space, but. Right. And the the issue though is generally that you, you only see it on the other side and then yet, and then there's also little to no switching of the pass. Yeah. To make them pay. Right. So if you're, if Bawanga's going to take 30, great. But. Every now and then, you got to see Buanga find the the back, you know, Hollings head on the back post. Yeah, the other part of it that frustrates me, and we can move on from this. But um, if there are three on Buanga, that means there are at least a couple free men mm-hmm. <laughs> running somewhere, right? Somewhere. So move the ball, and that's that's on Buanga as much as it is on anybody else, right? Because Bawanga still feels the need to force it and make it happen himself. And it's also on the midfielders who aren't switching play effectively through the middle. It's on anybody else for not getting into like advantageous space when Bawanga's on the ball. Um, because again, if, if he's tripled, even if he's doubled, there are open guys somewhere. Yeah. 
So but what it often ball. what it often looks like is, you know, the two thousand six LA Lakers where Buanga's tripled, right, and everyone else just standing around watching. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Is yeah. is in a in a very stagnant three two five where mm-hmm. you have one guy dribbling into space. But why aren't you? If one guy's dribbling into three, and your fullbacks are pushed that high, of course you're going to get punished in transition yeah, if he loses yeah. it. Yeah, because again, there's no there's no scent there's no field awareness to understand that when he makes that drive into space, covered or not, you got to rebalance. Yeah, right, yeah. and it generally has tended to be a lot of ball watching instead. Yeah. Um. So we talked about you know that there's still a tactical problem. I don't think a formation change. Uh, really helps, but I do think it's worth reevaluating, especially as the transfer window opens. What do you have? What, like, what do you have right now in your arsenal? You've got a hundred wingers. You've got good for once, good midfield depth. You've got a completely dismantled back line <laughs> where you, you have two fullbacks at your disposition and if fall is available as of tomorrow because the transfer window opens and you have three center backs and what I imagine happening is three at the back for whatever reason, that's what, that's what they're going to do. Even though it makes almost zero sense to take your weakest position group and add another player, like add another player to the field from that position group. It makes no sense to me, but that's what I have to imagine they do because they're already playing out of that three-two-five shape. Again, against my wishes, but yeah. whatever. I mean, so uh, I think if if Fall is healthy, he walks into the team at the moment. Oh, he, I mean, get get Maldonado off the field, put Fall out there yeah. right away. You know, and then he's he's paired. You know, you you obviously you hope that Murray gets back at a decent time and then you you know you pair it's some it's some kind of combination of fall chiellini and murray right it's yeah. basically what you're going to roll out there now the quite i what i what i'm hoping that they don't do is fall is again knowing that long is coming back as well right at mm-hmm. some point is to say okay we have maldonado we have fall we have chiellini we have long Let's just stick with his three at the back option. Yeah, yeah. Moving forward, because again, if maybe Fall can play that left-sided center back, and then you could play, you know, like I said, this is assuming that Chiellini is is best suited as a half a game player, right? Which yeah. is probably the case. I mean, right? he like, went ninety tonight, though. But for sure, or or is or is able to go ninety in. Very specific situations. Yeah, yeah, right. Right? So, again, do you want him to have to go 90 every single, you know, like, you know, he's not going to last having to do that for the rest of the season, right? Mm-hmm. We basically want him to be able to be available to play 90 every fourth game or so. Something like that. Do you run, in, do you run, do you fall into a trap of playing like with five center backs now? When everyone's healthy, of playing three at the back, at the, at, given given how weak we've been in in build up, 
because again, what I feel like is going to end up doing is you're going to just see a ton more route one ball. Yeah. I, I mean, the problem, the problem for me then becomes if you go three at the back, who plays wing back and does it actually help you? Yeah. And I don't, probably... I don't think you have anybody that really helps. I honestly, Buke might be the best option as a left wing back. I thought he had, he was okay there in the last match when he was kind of playing like a left wing back or a left back. But like, I just don't, I don't think Palacios is going to give you a whole lot in the final third. That's going to really turn your head. So it's like, why, why take off a midfielder or a, or a forward to add Aaron long? If it's not going to put Palacios in a good position. Yeah. Or ideally, right. Your, your, your four center backs are long Mario fall and Killini, right. Which is great. You given the amount of games, yeah, and then Maldonado get chipped out the right back as the emergency. Fullback. I mean, if he, yeah, if if he if he can indeed play there, yeah. I mean, I and I think that's I think that'd be great if they said, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. And part of me, part of me, honestly thinks, yeah, go four four two, see what happens. Pull back because they're not defending well. Yeah. Uh, even Vince, you know, Vince on Twitter tonight was talking about how the pressure. Uh, the press wasn't landing. They couldn't generate pressure on the ball. Um, and this is against Galaxy. It's you know that's the, we're not talking about Cincinnati here. We're talking about Galaxy. Um, yeah, go to go to four four two and pull back into a mid block for all I care at this point. But you got they got to stop the bleeding. Um, that we know that puts Vela in in, in a better spot for himself. Um, I don't know what that does on the left wing. That I. I I think you probably could play Bogic there, I guess. Uh, even though I think that takes him out of the middle, which is where I think he's most effective. But so it my if you if you're going to talk four four two, right? I think you play. It's going to be slightly, you know, you're, again, that's your starting point, right? But ultimately, because Vela is going to play a little bit higher and a little less defensive, right? You would sit. You would sit that right back at home. Right, mm-hmm. the right backs playing traditional right back, right? They're not doing a whole lot. Maybe, maybe pinching in every now and then, but you're generally sitting sitting at home. My guess is Cheeky probably plays a little bit higher, and Acosta plays left mid. Mm. I don't know. He, uh, how often do you see him on the wing? Though I get the other person you could throw out there is Buke. Yeah, just I mean, guy Acosta to is run, just good at to flattening run that out. wing. To run it's that just wing. tends to be good at flattening out into that spot and holding the spot for Palacios mm-hmm. if he gets forward. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the the real problem is is who's the ten, yeah. right? I think I think Bogic could do that job again. I also think that takes him out of where he should be the most. Uh, and so maybe you know, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. The best case scenario is that they just sign a striker. Now Josh Gross was out on Twitter. Max already talked about it as well, uh, about how it doesn't seem like there's a lot inbound. Uh, certainly not at the profile of, of last year where you bring in Gareth Bale. So it's tough to say whether it's them throwing cold water on the idea that they're going to go out and sign a big, huge name again, or if it's them saying, hey, you're going to get a Danny Musovsky type, type signing here. 
So don't even be thinking it's fancy at all. I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're, if if Sifu goes, you're going to have some kind of gam to work with, right? Mm. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, you know, again, how much you have there. I don't. I, I'm not quite sure, given given the level of the sale, and then you're also getting some inbound from Chi, from Chicho. The sell on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are going to have something to work with. Now, this the. So I think Saudi Arabia is doing a lot to change the dynamic of world football yeah, as a whole. Right. 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 So when you have so many of these guys that are also like, they're like late prime guys, right? It's like the type of guy, like a Carlos Vela level signing that you may have gotten to come previously is yeah. probably headed to Saudi at the moment. Mm. Right. So you have a bunch of these 29 year old you know, 28, 28 through 30 year olds that are going because they're on, you know, a year left in the contract, whatever it may be, and signing for huge money, right? So, you know, I, and the teams, honestly, I I think teams in Europe are happy to sell for huge, huge transfer fees, Hmm. right? And the same thing, agents are going to be happy to take on a big chunk of that, that salary, especially if you're going to tell me that LAC is going to be limited in what they can offer, Right, because of our cap, yeah, yeah. Again, it just maybe you don't have that opportunity now. Again, Chicho came out of nowhere. LAFC, it, can, is, they can they can pick them, they can find yeah. them. The, the wonder is like, also, I do wonder sometimes. It's like, at this point, given given what how that everything went down, do they throw water on it early to keep it quiet? more quiet than they've ever done is another thing that obviously you do wonder what that tactic would be. You think right? this is you, misinformation from Josh and Max? Is that, I mean, would I, would I put it past the front office? No, I, I wouldn't, especially because I, from what I understand, JT was not happy that the mustache tweeted that out, which by the way, a lot of loosely affiliated LAFC people knew before the mustache tweeted it out. Um, so who knows where he sourced it from again, I probably from the league, but, um, I know that everything on my end, people that I used to talk to has been much more tight lipped this year, uh, because JT was not happy about the Gareth Bale thing leaking. Yeah. Which again, makes perfect sense in a, in a market that's going to be tight and then now has more competition from other, other leagues. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess for me though, it's like, what big name is out there? <laughs> like, Who's out of contract that you'd be targeting it that would be of that same profile where they'd be running a disinformation campaign? Yeah. No, again, but maybe again, as it pertains to disinformation, maybe there's a guy that they've had that they have in mind all along. Yeah, yeah. You, right. You know, right. It's it's that you need to throw it out there to to lower expectations and then people are happily surprised when it comes You to think them. JT's going government worker on this? Absolutely. And under under promising and over delivery. <laughs> I mean, JT, if you were listening, that was Josh Cacho, not me. <laughs> we know we let's be, we know far enough about the way the you know the way the media cycle works. Yeah, yeah. no, I, right? I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You know, you. because again, it's 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 almost like the 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 situation with the do you do you use the hat gif for a yeah. 
for an academy time. setting. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, you know, so it's like part of you says yes because, you know, like it, it, they, they deserve their moment in the sun and da da da, da right? Yep, yep. The other part is like, are you, are you setting them up for failure? Right. You put a right? target on their back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in this particular case, are you, if you bring in a DP, right? Andre Orta, then again, not necessarily him, but like that, that profile player where it's like kind of a European unknown or a Latin American unknown. Chicho. Danny Bowanga. Right. You're just yeah. like, hmm, who's this guy? I don't know what they're going to do. Da, da, da. Now, Danny Bowanga gets lost in the Gareth Bell cycle. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even know who the DP was, right? Between right? him, Teo, and Bowanga. Right. And I, I so think they, people might forget how, just how big and Chiellini was during that time too. Like that was, that was a massive, massive window yeah. where you get Gareth Bale and Giorgio Chiellini and an MVP and an MVP contender in, in Denny Buonga and then Teo, which whatever, but that that's a big, big window. Absolutely. Right. So when you look at the, you know, when you look at the dynamic of, of the new cycle, Honestly, it would make sense to throw water on it early. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if this is how we're playing now and we're clamoring for Roberto Firmino and da da da, and, and we, and the front office full well knows that all these guys are going to Saudi Arabia or, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere else on bigger money. Yet they've probably identified four or five guys that they think are going to fit what they want already. Right. Yeah. Like we've always yeah. known that there is the list, right? The mm-hmm. list of of Juan Pablo Angel guys that are coming out of, you know, at, out of random, you know, random smaller South American club, you know, that ends up being a, you know, a great find, right? But again, those great finds have never come with fanfare, right? right In fact, right. when there's fanfare, they're often a disappointment, mm-hmm. right? Brian Rodriguez came with excitement, more of a disappointment. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Diego Rossi were like, "Who is this guy? Club legend, mm-hmm. right?" Edward Atuesta, "Who's this guy? Legend, yeah. right?" Yeah, he so, was one of the lone guys. Atuesta absolutely, was. yeah. And so I think that's where that's where I think again the the media game will come into play in terms of like again I think sometimes when it's it's often where there's where there's smoke now look the opposite direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of how I think the the market is typically working, right? It's it's rare now that the you know begin because again, if now because if if those things get leaked, that price starts going up. Right. And right. You don't want right. those things, or you don't want you don't want maybe you anger the player because they don't want to deal with the new cycle, you know, in the case of like a Gareth Bale, right? Like, you know, he did, probably doesn't want to hear it from whoever, you know, whatever's whatever's going on. And so that's where I think that's going to come become a bigger play a proper role. It's like in in the grand scheme of things is LAFC having to work the cycle much more than they have needed to in the past. Yeah. Right? Because because you made the profile signings that you did previously. Right. Last thing I'll say on that is don't sign any more wingers. Yeah. That's not going to solve any problems. All this movement that we're talking about, all the things that we're talking Wingers aren't going to solve that problem. They're just not. No, it's actually this Bayern Munich, this Bayern Munich um, agreement where we just bring in Thomas Mueller for free. That's that's what solves it. 
that would do it. Talk about a guy that literally invented the position of how to interpret space around his teammates. Mm-hmm. That would do it. Because if, if you really look at the way what's happening right now and, and, and some of the issues we've come up with, if you have a guy like that, that that moves the way he does with and and is a credible threat, right? Like, yeah. like I said, Ordaz made the run. No one's going with him because Ordaz hasn't scored a goal. Yeah. Right. He's a kid. Yep. If he's one once that guy puts in a couple, three or four here and there, okay, that space yeah. is gonna start to look yeah. wide open. But mm-hmm. for now, it's not gonna it's not gonna move the needle. Right. It's yeah. still in the it's still in Christian Ramirez territory. But you you, you put a guy like um you know, bail when he was here or, or Mueller out there. It, it just, the, the field starts to widen because again, you can only help so much. You can't right, leave those guys right. open. Yeah. You know, we will see. We will see. All right. Uh, anything else from tonight specifically, or do you just want to get into questions here? Let's get into questions. All right. Always fun on a gal on a night where we lose to galaxy. First one is from LAFC Luke. One team showed up tonight. That's all there is to it. LAFC looked flat, lacked energy, connection, ideas. They look like the 2021 squad more and more than they do the 2022 squad. That's harsh, but I don't disagree. No. This season Especially increasingly, coming from Luke. Coming yeah. with the fire tonight. Yeah. The season increasingly looking like a lost cause. Oof. I, I mean, so uh, still in a decent position and in the West, but, but this is a really long skid to be on. And it's going to take more, like we've talked about for 38 minutes now, it's going to take a lot more than just one signing and a clever position change to, to write this ship. Anything else on this one, Josh? What really solves it is if you punt leagues cup. (laughs) I know people don't want to hear it, but if you punt the cash cup, that's three weeks off. Yeah. Get everybody healthy. Right? It's three weeks of not having to run tired legs into the ground. And then you head into you head into August with 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 fresh legs and yeah. time to practice. Right? Like what I want you know, what you would want during that time is just actual practice. Yeah. Right? Talking about practice. Like just <laughs> just an ability for them to work through stuff right but if you're playing a game every two days that's not going to happen yeah right right all right next one at yo-yo torre 66 i'm not surprised and won't be surprised hearing chirundolo making excuses fatigue injuries but what else can we do jt and owners are content with mediocre players and a mediocre coach question mark okay that again I, I've were prisoners of the moment given given the opponent and given the situation. Again, Dolo did just win a cup with this team not that long ago. Right? Yeah. Do I think JT's content with mediocre players? No. Do I think he always does he bat a thousand? No. Somewhere around seven fifty. Right? More mm. often than not. Mm. Right? But let's be real. A good batting average is thirty percent. So, if JT bats five hundred, I don't like mixed sports. Uh, mixed yeah. sports metaphors, but yeah. you know. But really, though, like how often? Like, look at the best. Look, let's outside of maybe Man City, who can just buy who they want. Yeah. How often 
do quality managers whiff on their on their choice selection? Yeah, fairly often. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool signed Darwin Nunez for a lot of money. <laughs> right. And a bunch of other guys that That's how he that's how you know he means it. Yeah. His own club. There's probably yeah. there's probably what close to half a billion dollars spent every year by clubs that is absolutely wasted as a look at Chelsea to production. Look at Chelsea. They won yes. the Champions League and are in absolute shambles after spending an exorbitant amount of money. Right. So again, like, do I think anyone is, 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 that's why I feel like it's, it is a bit harsh to say anyone is okay with mediocrity because I don't think that's the case. I think, I think we, we generally look at what we know, what ails, what's ailing them. And again, it's generally just health and fitness from them being a top, three to five MLS team. Yeah. Right again, we're not, we're not looking at what would make them a Champions League team. We're looking at what what gets them a shot at the cup. Yeah. And I don't think it's much. You know, so I if one thing that I will say, and again, I don't I don't think Dolo is a mediocre coach. I think he is very slow to change, which he does a lot of winning. So fine. Like stick with the stick with who brought you, right? Um but what I will say is I don't know that the way that they're playing is doing them a whole lot of favors. Now, I haven't crunched data on this, so if any of you are interested, I'd love the help. But in this high press, this 4-3-3, we can debate whether or not it's a high press, whatever. But they're certainly you know, trying to win the ball further up the field. I don't get the sense just from watching every every game that they do a lot of ball winning further up the field. And if they do, they're certainly not converting that turnover into a scoring opportunity real quick. So for me, you're leaving yourself exposed by pressing higher and higher up the field, right? It's how you get caught out uh, in the first goal. Um is your back line's already a, a bit undone and you have guys covering for each other in random spots. So for me, if you're going to turn over the ball in your own half anyway, go ahead and play mid block. Go ahead and pull back and say, this is, this is our line of confrontation. This is where we're going to try and turn the ball over and then try and counterattack from there. Um, try some and just try something new is what I'm really getting at here. It doesn't have to be this one prescription. That's not the point. But the point is, if what you're doing isn't working, especially defensively like this, why not try something else? That's That would be my question. Yeah. Not, is he a mediocre coach? Which is interesting because I, thought, I felt like, wasn't his MO last year that he was the guy who made adjustments at halftime for, for the first half? Oh, yeah. It was, like, it was like every time he subbed somebody, they would score. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then now it's like, oh, he's making every wrong decision and da-da-da-da and whatever yeah. it may be. Right. And so... Again, maybe those are just the margins, right? Mm-hmm. Our our press was great for about three games this year, right? Like the right, first right. first three games of the season, like you Tillman's taking the ball off people, everything like that, and then it just seemed like they ran out of yeah. like surprise. You know, thirty seven games later, halfway through the season, it's not sure. as good. <laughs> well, and and that, and then you're asking Carlos Vela to be a part of it. Yeah, like yeah. that's never right. going to be. I I always felt that. 
where probably after a year after the 2019 season, right, there was going to be a shift in how they defended to allow Carl yeah, yeah. to be effective. But current, as per current, right, like I said, he he makes the movement because that's what he's asked to do, but it's not yeah. effective. You know, this is this is, reminds me of a Pep quote where he's talking about tactics and he's known as the great tactician, right? Everything is an X and an O to him, but he kind of turns that idea on its head by explaining that tactics are really about the individuals you have at your disposal, right? So again, when, you, when you're talking, the reason I think about it right now is because you're talking about Carlos Vela, who is not 2019 Carlos Vela. He's just not. It's okay to admit that. So maybe playing him on the right wing in a 4-3-3 high press is not the way to go. We know that he's not getting in behind defenses anymore. So maybe you lean into that and you say, you know what, we're going to play him on the right wing, but in a 4-4-2 because we're going to adjust our tactics to make sure that these players are in a role that works for them. And I think that's why I keep getting caught up on this idea of maybe there maybe there does need to be a change because you don't have the personnel to do this effectively. You you had a you had a striker last year that scored goals by the boatload, by the truckload in Chicho Arango. And you said he wasn't a system fit. So you shipped him off. And now look at it. Right? Yeah. So if he's not a system fit defensively, what is Carlos Vela? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're talking in circles. I'm sorry, yeah. everybody. But I mean, this is this is where we are trying to figure it out, right? And I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the training grounds to, you know, and in, in the offices to hear these conversations take place. All right. Next is Gomez Jr. I believe it was, but was that really the best lineup we could have thrown out? Your opinions, please. No, no, it wasn't. I would have put Kellen Acosta right back easily um, and put, even if you just want to make that one switch, put Duaneus in the midfield, put Acosta at right back. But for me, it would have been Bogic in the midfield. Um, the front three continues to be this revolving door that I don't understand, and I don't know which combination is the best. I think that combination is fine. But definitely would have been Acosta right back with Bogut in the midfield. And then Duenas comes off? Yeah, Duenas will be the one that was off. And then Tillman and Ilya in a double pivot. Yeah, with more Bogut's or less. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've done it before and have looked effective out of it. So I, you know, I yeah. think it's hard to yeah. disagree with you on that one. But I mean, I think I think again it goes back to this idea that they're in this three two five thing. So that's why Duaneus is there because he's the one pushing forward, right? And you have Hollingshead on the left staying in at center back. And so I think that's probably why. But yeah, no, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, Mike Beats. Mike Beats always has uh, insightful questions. Are they just winging it in the final third? Yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> And by winging it, like we just mean they wing it to Bawanga and say, again, do something amazing. Let's see what happens. And like the, that's probably the best definition of, of winging it is just giving it to one guy and being like, here, go, dude, see what happens. Yeah. And for a year and a half before that, it was give the ball to Chicho and let him do magical things. Right. So, yeah. you know, again, we've, 
you can you can do that when you have a ton of quality around. The problem is is that yeah. like Chicho can continue to do that, especially late into last season, because you still couldn't help off of you can't help off off anyone else. Right? Yeah. So if you send help to stop Chicho, Vela's running free, Gareth Bale's running free. Christian Tao's yeah. running free. Yeah. You know, whoever enter X, you know, whatever quality player was out there, they're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, they're going to make you pay if you leave them, if you leave Chicho, right? right. So then, right. you know, again, so if people are going to play, play off, then Chicho is going to make them pay, right? And right. the issue now is that, again, it, it does look a little bit more, it, let's go back to Luke's quote. I mean, um, uh, response it has 29 2021 20, vibes in the sense yeah. that you just don't have anyone that looks credible right so if no one else right. but your main guy looks credible right if if it's diego if it was um brian rodriguez from making runs and danny musovsky you know or what's mm-hmm. what's the guy that looked like orlando bloom um oh cal jennings and cal jennings <laughs> making the run right like even Chicho's goals would dry it up at some point, right? He went on a little bit of a streak there, until you yeah. put quality around them, and then the then the movement. No, I mean that was last off. August when when it, everything was falling apart. The wheels were coming off last August, and it was like a five yeah. or six game losing streak. Yeah, you know, but the, um, but again, eventually the movement itself and the quality of the movement itself does a lot to solve problems. Yeah, right. And that's yeah. currently what we don't have. All right, Juan Pablo Marquez. Maybe I read Josh Gross's tweet wrong, but it seems we won't buff the roster up like we did last summer. But the need for a true striker is so obvious. This was the Galaxy's third string rotation at center back. How did we not exploit that? I think this is what Josh has been getting at with the movement and and having having a professional striker in position. Um, and I, I mean, I. The best movement that I've seen at that spot probably all year is Nathan Ordaz. So yeah. if you want to lean to it into it now, fine. Try it. It's not going to go any worse. I promise you that. It's not going to go any worse up there than it has with the revolving door. Um, next one, one, Tom Camilleri. One thing to oh, that, though, Kirk, right, yeah. is so Josh Gross said, you know, maybe, you know, making the quote saying like, basically you're not going to have anything like last year. Yeah. Well, when has there ever been anything that looked like Giorgio Chiellini? Um, like basically three yeah. DP quality, you know, you know, mm-hmm. DP quality level guys coming in all at the same time. Right. Right. Like, I, I don't agree. think that I'm not sure that's ever happened in the history of the league. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like it'd be, again, you're, you are going to come back down to earth at some point. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom Camilleri walking out of the Rose Bowl amazing atmosphere tonight but the lights were too bright Duenas was a liability Tillman stands on the ball too much and from up high you can really see the lack of movement kind of press listeners are the smartest listeners when LAFC has the ball do they just need a break at this point I think again I like this definitely plays a part in it and if for nothing else just to get some sleep and get back to training as a, as a squad in the, some sort of rhythm. But, uh, I think, I think the problems, I think the problems are bigger than that. It's personnel, it's game model. Um, it might not take all that much to change. You might just need 
one good signing. You might just need a few little tactical um, adjustments to make it work. But there, there has to be a change. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for us to identify that issue. It's a whole other thing for them to implement it, given their current schedule. Yeah. Right. And again, yeah. that's that's on the league. You know, yep. you know, we've talked hundred percent you know, tons about that. But ultimately, like I said, they're going to have to figure something out because if they don't, then you're in for the you're in for a very disappointing second half. Yeah. Somber Amrath, final one. Derbies are a fight. When you play them like they are any other game, you end up with the result you would expect from playing limp against a team that is revved up to a hundred all game long. This is not this is not a new talking point. We've mentioned it. Lots of people have. I'm glad that Somber brings it up. This idea that Galaxy is always up for this match. This is their cup. This is their final, right? And especially when when they have an opportunity with more eyeballs, like, oh, we're playing in the Rose Bowl. Oh, Zlatan's here. Oh, XYZ, right? Then they are going to treat this match like it is the biggest thing since, I, I don't know, David Beckham coming to the Galaxy, right? It, it This is what they live for. Um, and perhaps that's getting them overamped at times, but they more often than not, and more often than LAFC, seem like the team that are ready to go in these matches. Yeah, I mean, it's you're always if you know when you're when you're playing from the playing from the top, that's always going to happen, right? And right, obviously, if, right. if the only trophy you've won as an organization is the wooden spoon in the last ten years, mm-hmm. okay, right? Like you you better come. Right, because if you don't come, if you don't come with energy for that game, the result is, you know, whatever boycott that they had earlier in the year or something along yeah. that line. Right? right. So, right. You know, the they're doing what you would expect Carson fans to do, right? Like, and what you would expect Carson to play like in a moment where they have they they're playing for their jobs and their livelihood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're playing from from a place of abundance. Right, like LAFC have in the past, you you know again, it's going to be harder to flip that switch every single mm-hmm. day, especially when you are you're thirty seven games in, you know, in half the season. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, I think, like I said, two things can be right at the same time. I think yes, he's one hundred percent right that Carson tends to take these games more seriously, for you know because again they don't have much else. Yep. Right. You know, again they have you know, MLS 1.0 to lean on and, you know, and mm-hmm. and then whatever whatever comes out of these, these games. LAFC, right, has has to play a bigger picture game. It's frustrating to the supporters, I know, right? But again, if you want to quiet that noise, do what you did last year, work through it, figure it out, and win a cup. That's yeah. about all you can really do. Otherwise, we're, you know, you're, you are just another team in the MLS cycle. Of every three years. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We'll see what they can get done in the next 11 days here. They have uh, three more matches in the next 11 days until July 15th before the League's Cup break. Um, you can tweet at the show at counterpress underscore, at me, at Kirkinsey Josh. LHC Josh on Twitter. 
We will talk to you all Saturday night after the San Jose match. Good night. Good night.